Welcome to Neighbor of Spotlight. I'm Carol Malone, your host. Thank you for joining me today. Neighbor of Spotlight is sponsored by Neighbor Connections and the Equity in the Arts Fund. Neighbor of Spotlight showcases citizens making positive contributions to their neighborhoods in our city. My guest today is Ms. Jawan Smith and her son, Mr. Trevon Porter, founder and CEO of Getting Our Babies to College 101 and 1000 Ties. Born and raised in the historic Huff neighborhood, she attended Waterston Lake Elementary School, Harry E. Davis Junior High School, and graduated from John Hay High School, where she played on the volleyball team, ran track, was a member of the drill team in High Steppers, student council yearbook committee, and senior class vice president. In 2008, she graduated from Bryan and Stratton College with an Associates of Occupational Studies in Business Administration. And in 2022, from Cleveland State University with a Bachelor of Arts in Communications. Mentor, program innovator, motivational speaker, event planner, educator, consultant, author, and philanthropist. Her dedication and determination to help students and parents navigate the maze of information and resources for educational opportunities is inspirational. She has taken up the historical mantle of positively mentoring African-American boys and girls and young adults, putting them on the right track, keeping them on track, and building new track lines for success. Since the inception of her organization, she has been recognized locally and nationally for her outstanding contributions to our community. In 2019, she received the Future History Maker Award from Radio One, the Trailblazer Award from the National Council of Negro Women, and the Soul of Philanthropy Award. In 2020, she received the Cleveland Public Library Unsung Drum Major of Change Award, and in 2022, the Cleveland Public Library Unsung Hero Award. Ms. Smith resides with her family in Lyndhurst, Ohio. She is a Neighborhood Connections grant recipient and a member of the Neighbor Up Network. Welcome to Neighbor Up Spotlight. Thank you for visiting with us today, and I am honored to speak with you. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. Now, we've got a lot to cover. I'm going to jump right to it. Could you share the story of what was said to your daughter about her educational future and how you address that barrier? Because sometimes our children can be discouraged, sometimes intensely and unintentionally, but you handled it. I'd love for you to share that story. <laughs> so my daughter has dyslexia, and which meant she had an IEP in school. And she was told that she would have to go right into the career field that college was not an option for her, but she wanted to attend college. And so she was very, very adamant that that was what she was going to do, especially since someone told her that that is what she shouldn't do. <laughs> right. So in 2017, you won the Cleveland Leadership Center Accelerated Competition. And how did that award impact the development of getting our babies to college? And if you could tell us about the program and who is eligible. So um, once my daughter showed this interest in wanting to go to college, I started to look at the, you know, resources that were in front of me or, or that I thought were in front of me. Yeah. And what I saw was there was not a lot of opportunity as a parent for me to be included in the process. Mm -hmm. And so as a re the researcher that I am, I took it upon myself to start understanding this process myself. She played sports, so I dug deep into, you know, scouting and NCAA and NAIA and what opportunities could be afforded to her as an athlete, especially a left-handed athlete. And then I learned about the academics and the best way to do college visits. And so I started doing all of this myself and other parents were were like, you know, hey, we want to be included in this process as well. And so I started to help other parents and it almost became like a full time hobby. And then I entered the Cleveland Leadership Center Accelerate competition. And at the time, it was just an idea. I just yeah. wanted to help other parents, yeah. you know, be a resource for their students. And so I pitched my idea. And one of the um, members of the judging panel was actually the CEO of the school district. And so I won the education category. And within a couple days, I received an email from the school district to sit down and speak with him about how we could make this opportunity available to all of the parents in the school district. And so um, what happened was I tell people that he had a head before it had a body because, <laughs> yeah. you know, I just had this idea of right. what I wanted to do. It right. wasn't a business. It wasn't structured. I didn't have curriculum. I was just, you know, out helping 
you know, families just off the top of my head from the things that I've experienced. Right. And so um, that meeting led to me getting a contract with the school district. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, like <laughs> I, I don't really have a business. So I had to kind of go backwards and, you know, create this business and this structure of what it would really look like to not only help parents that were on the path that I was as far as having an athlete, but those who had scholars that were more academically sound. And so um, I created this curriculum and it was available to all parents in the school districts and the first year I had the one school district and it it just continued to grow because people saw that you know parents are there and they want to be a resource to their children they just didn't know how right so could you just tell us a little bit about what is your curriculum for the program so some of the classes that we teach um, FAFSA is like the one of the biggest ones because it's probably the most challenging part. Um, We teach budgeting so families can know, you know, how do you prepare for going to college? Because yes, you have to pay for classes. Yes, you have to pay for books. But there are so many other things that come into play. Always bring up the fact that the kids are home more than they're at school because they have spring break, fall break, winter break, summer break. They have to be able to get home. So that's an expense on the household, especially if they go away far. And so we do FAFSA, we do um, Passion Equals Careers, which is a big one. And in that one, we're talking to the parents about helping their scholar understand who they are and what it is that they want to do for their career. And I always tell parents, you can have 20 kids, but all of those kids are different. Right. So each child needs what I call an ICP, an individual college plan. So even if that plan does not include college, what's the what is the plan? Is it trade school? Is it military? What what does it look like and how do we prepare to put that together? Okay, yeah, because we're gonna we're gonna come we're gonna come back to that question as well too. So now in twenty twenty you came back around to the Cleveland Leadership Center Accelerate competition and you won again <laughs> for your one thousand ties etiquette program. I don't know if that's ever happened there before because I've, so. I've been keeping up with this or, with this uh, grant for a while and for you to do back to back like that that's awesome. So tell us about this program and and who is eligible as well. Okay, so um, with Accelerate, if no one's been to the competition, they have five categories. Well, back then they have five categories. And so each winner from each category goes to the big stage and then you win, you know, whoever wins the big stage. So my first year when I won for the getting our babies to college, I won the education category. So I didn't win the whole thing. But this um, second time I went back in 2020, I had came up with this idea for this Thousand Ties event for our young people. And so I won in 2020, I won the whole thing. So I'm actually, it's two part. I'm the first person to win twice <laughs> and I'm the first woman to ever win the competition. Oh, wow. Yes. Congratulations I'm, I'm on that. I'm the first woman, female, to ever win the Accelerate competition. So for me, it was such an emotional night. Um, when they said my name, I stood there for a long time because I, <laughs> I actually, I was just praying and just thankful. So yeah. instead of going to get the check, they're like, here, come get your check but I was just like praying and I was just so thankful because for me that meant there was another opportunity for our youth yeah. and so that's um that was a great moment for me one of my favorite moments and um the thousand ties actually came from me watching my son yes. teach himself how to tie a tie on YouTube yeah and so for me as a mom I'm like oh my goodness you know there's something that I don't know that my son had to go on the internet for. But then I got to thinking, like, he's not the only young man that is growing up in a single-parent household that might not have the opportunity to not only see this being done, but to learn this skill. And so I thought that we could have a whole day of community for our young men and bring in everyday men to work with them, you know, the plumbers, the bus drivers, you know, the principals, the teachers, the everyday people that they can see and relate to and connect to because they are coming from where they come from and we decided to put together a day for our young men and so that's how the thousand ties movement started i think that's such a great idea it's such such a great idea now how many school districts do you work with so currently we're in five school districts. Um, I'm still running the Getting Our Babies to College 101. And in our Thousand Ties program, we have a life skills curriculum and we also have a mentoring program. So the schools bring us in based on the need of the students. Mm-hmm. So the mentoring program is just strictly for boys. Okay. But the life skills program is for girls and boys. Okay. 
So tell us about the life skills program. What do, what what are students exposed to? So our life skills students, they are learning everything from how to change a tire to how to play chess to how to cook, how to budget. Um, today, we actually work with a group and we're doing entrepreneurship. So each one of them created a business plan. And then next week when I go back in, they'll actually pitch their businesses. So they'll have their own pitch competition like the competition oh, that I was in. <laughs> so we're not only teaching them how to be entrepreneurs and come up with different business ideas, but we're teaching them how to pitch those. That's awesome. And then we have um, the classes that my son will be teacher or that he teaches so he teaches chess and he teaches a cooking class okay well well uh trevon let's kind of just jump to that you want to tell us about the chess uh the chess class and your cooking class and why you teach chess because i've always wanted to learn how to play chess because it's more than just a game so when i was in middle school i think i was in like seventh grade um i had seen a video of somebody playing chess online so i went to school the next day and i'm like do we have a chess team? And they were like, um, no, we've never really had kids to show interest in it. So I was like, if I can teach some of my friends to play, can we start up a team? They were like, yeah. So went online, printed out some tutorial um, handbooks, passed them out to some friends. We worked on it after school every day for a couple months. Um, the chess season came around. We got in a tournament, and we ended up winning second place our first year. That's awesome. And then my eighth grade year, we actually won first place. We beat the, the school. I think it was called Gallagher. They okay. have won every year. But my eighth grade year, we ended up winning and then went on and played in high school, and I was actually undefeated in tournament play from seventh grade until I graduated. And what school were you? What, what school were you in when you started this? Um, Patrick Henry. Okay, I used to sub there. <laughs> I used to sub at Patrick Henry a long time ago when I was a substitute teacher. Awesome! That is excellent. Very proud of you. Thank you. Now, how have parents received the programs and your your programs, and how are parents involved? Because I read that you have one hundred percent parent support. Yes, we have 100% parent participation, and that, that's something I'm very proud of. But one part of our foundation is we are about the whole family. So whereas some programs might just have you drop the kids off and then you yeah. come back and pick them up. No, when your kid comes to participate in our activities, there's something for the parents as well. If the kids go horseback riding, the parents are on the horses too. <laughs> and like if we, uh, for our yeah. big event that we yeah. have, we have a whole mom's chat. So while the kids Kids are in their workshops. The moms are all together. We have a licensed psychologist that comes in and That's get excellent. to do DIY projects. And then for me, it's about having that moment of community. Mm -hmm. So they're able to be with other moms that might be in the same space that they're in, yeah. dealing with similar problems. So now you have, you're building this community. And that is, we get the best reviews off of our mom's chat every year. <laughs> That's awesome. And our parents, they're just, you know, they're so grateful for the opportunity. So anytime we need them, you know, they come out to volunteer, they participate, they love that there's always some something for them to do and also for the siblings. Yeah. So our program is all about the whole family. There's no reason not to come because we have arts for your little baby, we have workshops for your boys, and then we have something for you to do. So yes, 100% parent participation. Our parents love it. Um, they see so much value in it. And then our boys, they like to stay with us where we try to kind of teach them the skills and let them move on to the next thing they all want to stay so yeah. <laughs> that, that's a good that's a good thing that right. is a wonderful thing and I also want to go back to the school if you could just uh, uh, name the school districts that you work with because I see that you worked with the school district where I went to school I went to Shaker School Systems my parents moved in after desegregation so I went 1960 to graduating 74 so if you could just name the districts that you work with which is great which will okay. hopefully give other districts <laughs> ideas to like right. ring you up <laughs> so yeah. we're in Maple Heights High district. Um, we're in Shaker Heights. We're in Cleveland. We're at all three Invictus campuses. Mm -hmm. And we are about to be in Richmond Heights School District. So Richmond Heights, Maple Heights, Cleveland, um, Invictus. And we're also at Fairview Park. That's awesome. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. So now how have the students received the program and, and have, have uh, any of them, any of the students returned to be mentors? 
our students love us. Um, <laughs> I, I would say, like, a lot of the boys, they end up calling me auntie. <laughs> so uh, we get pretty close. It, it's like a big family. Yeah. Um, I'm big on meeting people where they are. Yes. And so I, I kind of think that gets lost in translation with some people yeah. when they're trying to interact with our youth. Yes. Where you're kind of not listening. Yes. You can't talk at them. And so when I'm so inter- true. You, yeah, when I'm interacting with the kids or the young people or the young adults, you know, it's dialogue. It's back and forth. I'm not talking at them. You know, we're having, you know, we're laughing. We're making jokes. We're making it light. But we're also making sure they understand that, you know, there's a purpose for us being here. So um, our young people, they love us. Um, we have great participation. Most of our programs are voluntary. Mm-hmm. So they voluntarily come in there to be with us. Oh, that's um, awesome. At Maple Heights last year, our group, we had 90 boys. That's gr- that's a great turnout. Yes, 90 boys. Some people are just happy to get 10. <laughs> I'm serious. I've, I've been involved in a lot of nonprofit stuff for a long time. And so that's an yes. excellent turnout. 90. We took them all. They do dining etiquette. That's one of the classes we teach. Yes. And so we took them all out to eat. We went to Olive Garden and we actually had half of the restaurant and (laughs) one of the patrons came and she said excuse me what private school are these children from I said they're not from a private school these are public school kids they just are well behaved and they are (laughs) excited to be here so let us be please (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome now Tell us, because I, I come from an educational background. My mom was a Cleveland public school teacher for, I guess my mom taught like maybe 43 years. I was an SBH substitute teacher for about 11 years. And I always carried, uh, United Negro College Fund used to print out uh, a pamphlet of all their colleges. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that would frustrate me is kids weren't getting information. So I always had them in my briefcase right. in addition to my teaching materials. So, uh, and I would talk to my students about, you know, things that were important with regarding their future. So talk to, tell us why why higher education is still very important and cultivating marketable professional social and life skills or a skilled trade why this is so important to their futures because these are the people our next leaders our next teachers our next you know professionals our construction workers our utility workers like we have to let we have to give them the tools. I, I'm big on making sure we give them the tools and yes. lining them up for success. Yes, and making sure they understand that you know this is something that you have to do. I have my pieces of paper, my certificates, but this is something that you have to do. Right. So that's something that I stress a lot. You know, starting with my own children. You know, figuring out what you are passionate about, and you know. I, I think our, our young people just need to be exposed to the opportunities That's because right. a lot of times when we're talking to them about stuff and they're like, what? <laughs> like right. we have so many people in this yeah. city that have never heard of the ATA yeah. and the ATA is right down the street. It's right in our backyard. So yeah. why aren't more of our young people going to get some of these certificates that are free at the ATA that's down at Tri-C? And give us and give us the, uh, the, the, the uh, uh, give us the words for that acronym. So the ATA is Advanced Technology Academy is at Tri-C Metro and it's free for those 18 to 24 so long as you have a high school diploma. You could go get a certificate in welding, um, um, STNA, security, and they pay for you to take like your state test or your POTA test for security. I mean, they have so many things and they have job placement and they have so many resources that are available, but so many people do not know that this thing exists and, and it's right in our backyard and that's because it is not promoting it but we just we just promoted it mm-hmm. <laughs> thank you for sharing that <laughs> you're right that's it's very you're so right i mean there's so much there's so much information you know that our children can be exposed to and it's you know they just don't know and it takes someone like you to tell them about it and share that information now, Trevon, I'm going to go back to chess. Um, you teach the game of chess, but why is the game? Why do you teach that game? Because it is a strategic game. Um, for me, it always just helped me be a couple steps ahead. Because when you're playing chess, uh, whenever I teach it, I tell them, you can't just think of your next move. You got to think what that move will set you up for. And I feel like that's a very important skill to have in life. You got to you got to look at the bigger picture. You can't just think like, oh, if I take this piece, then they won't have it. You got to think, what does taking that piece do for you? And I feel like that's something that a lot of people don't really have. So I try to instill that in them to make sure yeah. you pay attention to the whole board and don't just get caught up on taking this piece because it might, they might be setting you up to make you think you're getting something good. But right. 
they're just making a move for themselves. Right. I can think of my, I can think of, uh, I can hear my parents in my ear in this subject now. My father used to always say, my nickname is Pookie, he says, Pookie, you got to think further down the road. You got to look further <laughs> down the road. And then I can always say that when I was growing up, I don't know if my first word was mom or dad. I think my first word was college. Because <laughs> I'm serious. I can remember that it's not like a, uh, 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 are you going to college? Is where are you going to school? Yeah. So um, we were that, just having that discussion earlier when we were talking about entrepreneurship. Yeah. That it was nothing else was told to us. It was that was the path. Yeah. It was college, and now we have a whole bucket of people that know nothing about trades. Nobody knows how to yes. work on cars. We about to have all of these electricians and and engineers retiring, and nobody to go into the field because. Nobody talks about anything except college. And I'm all for college, but everybody is not built for that. Yeah. So we have to help them figure out other opportunities. Right. And and, bas- and, and basically, what is trade school? It is a college. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's, it teaches you a trade and a skill. Mm-hmm. So now w- let's go back to your ICP plan. Mm-hmm. How early should you start your plan? Because like I said, I, my first word was probably college and not mom or dad. <laughs> and what do students, and I used to always talk to my students about, you know, knowing what your grade point average is mm-hmm. and understanding your graduation credits. Because mm-hmm. I can honestly tell you, when I graduated in 1974 from Shaker, you only needed 17 credits. I had 26 Mm. Summer school was my friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I can honestly tell you, I went to summer school from eighth grade to my senior year of college. Wow. I did. Summer school is your friend. So like, if you could speak to, to this for, for the students and the parents that are listening. So I believe all of these processes should start in middle school. Um, a lot of people get to 11th grade. And honestly, I'm just going to be very frank. 11th grade is too late. It is. Um, middle school is when the process should start. Um, college visits. I mean, if you've read my first book, you see mm-hmm. my grandson. He mm-hmm. went on a college visit. He couldn't yeah. even walk. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, my parents took me on my college tour when I was 12 and, and middle school. And it does not hurt to even start talking about it like latter part of elementary school either, yes. too. Yes. You have to see what's out here in our city alone we have four local colleges that you could just walk right on the campus Mm -hmm. and walk around and just have a look and see like is this something that would be for me am i interested in this you can see the different studios the different programming the different options and get to looking at you know what is available to you and i'm big on people understanding and reading and keeping up with their transcripts absolutely there's no excuse for you not knowing what's on your child's transcript yes I used to check my children's transcript every semester just on the strength of it's a computer Mm -hmm. one semester my daughter had all U's and I'm like what's a U right it was a computer glitch and her transcript was not the only one that had that so if we wouldn't check that all of these students could have been getting their transcripts sent out with U's on them yeah so you need to understand you know what what is your status in your class like where do you sit Mm -hmm. what is your GPA what's your cumulative GPA Mm -hmm. understanding what classes are needed for graduation what tests do you need to pass what score do you need on those tests right and then one thing I like to stress and it's because it's become a big thing lately is a lot of colleges have went to this um they're not doing the test so it's test optional mm-hmm. that's cool that's cool but you're not going to get any money which which <laughs> test are you talking which, which so which, a lot of the colleges test? now they're not using your test score to your act or your sat okay. to determine whether you're eligible to be admitted to the school mm. but that does not help you when it comes to scholarship dollars. Right. You still need those tests right. to qualify for specific scholarship dollars. So a lot of people have kind of fell back off, oh, I don't have to take the test because I can get into college without taking a test. Yeah. But you're going to go to college and not get any money because you didn't take the test. So you still need to take the test. Take that take that test. I also want to share, too, I have I worked at Friendly Inn in the 1980s. So in... um. I think 1983, if my memory serves me correct, I created the college tour program. I don't know if you know about the college tour program that's at Friendly Inn. It's probably this is like the 39th year or 40th year. So I wrote the original proposal, did the first, very first tour. Mm-hmm. And it, and my daughter went back, on, my daughter went on the tour and then went back as a mentor and a guide. Mm-hmm. And it's really a great program. I know the pandemic kind of interrupted everything. Mm-hmm. But this is a great program at Friendly Inn. I hope they're still continuing it where they take the children on a one-week 
all expenses paid uh, trip to um, probably like three historically black colleges. Okay. It is, and it's all expenses paid. Mm. And you participate in the student program. They used to do a student program every Tuesday and Thursday night. I think you have to maybe be in the ninth or tenth grade to to be a participate in the program. And at the end of the year, they went on this college tour. And it was just an idea that I had. And when I was working at Friendly Inn, the old Friendly Inn, not the new <laughs> Friendly Inn, the old Friendly Inn back in the 80s. And, it, and, I'm, and I hope that they still do it. And, and uh, feel, please feel free to, to check out. And it might be something you want to refer your students to as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. So who are some of your partners and mentors for the program and their contributions? So we have some amazing partners. Um, that's one thing that I can say. We've been very blessed with partnerships and collaborations. Um, our educational partner is Tri-C Metro. Mm-hmm. Um, they've supported us. We take our youth down for STEM programming there every year. Um, we also partner with um, the fraternity. So Omega Sci-Fi and Kappa Alpha Psi are some of the biggest um, supporters. Clean Express Auto Wash is our top sponsor. So they make sure that um, things are affordable and that we can take our youth on the different outings. Um, Matt Colick has been a big sponsor. Um, the Cleveland Public Library is a huge partner. So we collect ties and we put tie bins around the city at the Cleveland Public Libraries. So they've been a huge partner of ours since we started. And then, um, of course, Neighborhood Connections is <laughs> <laughs> a great one. Um, Cleveland Foundation is, is a huge support yeah. of us. And the school districts, um, Warrensville Heights City School District, they allow us to do our big event there every year. Um, so Mr. Jolly has been, like, phenomenal with support with our program. That's wonderful. And I'm, I'm sure I'm leaving some people out. Oh, my goodness. That's okay. Well, I will direct our listeners. <laughs> to your to your website and I said your websites because you've got two websites one for great getting our babies to college 101 and for 1000 ties I went through when I do my when I prepare for the conversations I literally do read absolutely everything and I look at the videos so you have a lot of wonderful information you have great testimonials from the parents and the students so I definitely encourage the listeners to go to your website and and uh, look at your information you have quite a few quite a bit of wonderful information so now, what advice do you have for parents and students looking for information for attending college or schools that teach a skilled trade? And, and you know, what, uh, Trevon, do you want to do you want to take this one? <laughs> I would say just you know sit down and have the conversation with your child before you try to coerce them to go a different path. Just make sure that you both understand what they really want to do before you pick the path for them. That's a good piece of and advice. be open when you have the conversation. Don't, like, be standing over their shoulder or giving them the <laughs> evil eye because you want them to go a certain way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that's good advice. I think back to the days because my father really wanted me to be a doctor. And I was like, ah, I don't know, Dad. I'm really not a kind of thing for blood. I don't know. So you're, you're absolutely correct. And, Ms. Smith, is there anything else you would like to add? Um, do your research. Um, do your research and look at the overall options. Um, internships are, I'm big with oh, internships man. and shadowing. Absolutely. I think that's important. Oh, um, man, yes. My son, he went to um, Cleveland School of Science and Medicine, and that was one of their requirements. They had to do so many shadowing experiences a year. Mm-hmm. And for us, it was priceless because it eliminated a lot of careers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> After he had a chance to actually see them, like, yeah, this is right. not what I want to do. So I, I'm big on shadowing and internships. I know with COVID, a lot of companies are kind of, you know, not as open to doing it. Yeah. But I always tell people network. Yes. Look at your network and see who you know in different areas that could open a door that would allow, you know, your child to at least, if, even if it's just an hour or two, exactly. to come in and see what something looks like. And then I implore the community, open your doors. Yes. Open your doors. You know, we have to, you know, be our pieces to the puzzle. I'm, I'm big on that. Be your piece to the puzzle, even if that means allowing a young person to come in and um, participate or be inside of your organization for an hour or two or a day to see if this is something that they're really interested in. Because, at the end of the day, it's about making sure we go down the right path and we save money. Yeah, that's true. 
And I'll definitely to the, the, the internship and don't be afraid to reach out and create your own internship. Mm-hmm. I look back on my first internship was in eighth grade and you literally can, you can make that phone call yourself as a student, mm-hmm. you know, and speak with your, your, your school advisor, talk with your parents and you can create your own in, internship opportunity. Mm-hmm. Community service. It, I'm, I'm yeah. big on that. Absolutely, um, yes. A lot of the scholarships now are almost requiring some amount of community service. Mm-hmm. So you could use your community service as an opportunity to see the inner workings of an organization and get your hours for volunteering. And not only that, when it comes to community service, you know, you never know who you're going to meet. You Mm -hmm. meet sometimes when you volunteer, you meet people that ordinarily you would never get a chance to meet. Mm -hmm. You know, and and and, and sometimes they're vice presidents and CEOs and what have you, and they'll remember you that you put in that time and and, and continue to volunteer right into your adulthood because it's where you make a lot of connections. Right. Networking is is key, especially in a, a city that's as large as ours. Yes. Um, being able to connect and use your words. Um, I'm big with teaching my young people how to connect and speak out and advocate for themselves mm-hmm. and to build those relationships. That's so right. I'm, I'm always pushing, you know, you're never too young to, you know, square your shoulders up and stick your hand out to shake somebody's hand. Absolutely. So that um, handshaking and <laughs> eye contact. You, you can't be afraid. You know, we're regular people just like you. So you can't be afraid to walk up and approach and, you know, interact and engage and build those relationships with people. I mean, I've sat across tables from people that I've never in a million years years yeah. would have thought like oh my goodness like this person is really sitting and listening to my thoughts and my ideas sure. and they're believing it and then they're willing to invest in you know help create opportunities based off of the ideas that I have and I was able to do that by getting out and not being afraid to network and build up my net worth that's that's absolutely correct and I also want to in, in, in interject here I read that you also you just don't work with students that you also work with adults like 30% of your people that you of your business are are adults who need your services as well. Yes. So um, it's really funny. I do a a session. It's called Adulting. And so it's like if you can remember the Bill Cosby episode where Theo wanted to move out. And so Bill Cosby gave him money and he just started taking it for bills. (laughs) I remember that. And so we do that um, (laughs) workshop. And I do it with young people, but I do it with adults. And it's so um, entertaining because... The adults really think they got it down locked. They right. think they really know what they're doing, but realistically, a lot of them don't know the difference between a need and a want. Yes. And so we spend that time creating a budget and understanding the difference in a need and a want. And then I also have a session called Pitch Perfect. So the pandemic has kind of exposed a lot of people that were unhappy in their career field. So with Pitch Perfect, we're teaching them how to, you know, do their own pitch when it comes to interviewing and being able to sell themselves. So but yes, I do work with a lot of adults, and it's mostly about rebranding and re and you know and finding out, figuring out what their passion is. Yes, that's right. Because you never stop, you never stop learning, you never stop growing, mm-hmm. never. Now you have published three children's books. In 2020, you did Zakari Goes to College. 2021, Grandma Hattie's Ice Cream, and 2022, Zakari's Carnival Adventures. Could you tell us the story behind each of those books and the importance of a college tour? So Zakari Goes to College was my first book. I never even thought I would write a book. It was never on my to-do list. Um, I was um, asked to introduce Margaret Bernstein at the Great Lakes Black Author Expo a couple mm-hmm. years ago. Sure. And I was so excited. I'm like, you know, she's such a big, you know, being in our city. You know, she, you know, I wanted to make sure that everything was perfect. So I had all of these things lined up that I was going to say about her, and, yeah. you know, in my introduction. And as soon as I sat down, she flipped it and she was like have you ever wrote a book and I'm like wait 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 that's not in my cue card like like I I had it together I had my interview set it's not about me and she's like well have you ever wrote a book and I said well no I said but you know I took my grandson on his college visit and I just kind of took notes about what he saw I was going to add it to my curriculum yes and so she said it's a book 
And I'm like, what? Yeah, she, she was correct. <laughs> she's she's like, correct. She's like, it's a book. And she's yeah. like, I'm going to edit it for you. We're going to get this book done. And I'm like, this is not a book, Margaret. What are you talking about? Yeah, she's absolutely so, correct. <laughs> um, she helped me put go through the process. Um, I was able to find me a great illustrator. And I was able to put it together. And then in that book, we talk about the college visit that he went on and what he saw. And then at the end of the book, I made it a resource guide. Yes, so it's families wonderful. can not only talk about what's a did on the college visit but you can now have access to different resources most of them local that you can use to help you with your process and so that was my first book and then my second book I was working on the second book in the Zakari series and I just kept dreaming about my grandma mm-hmm. and my grandma Hattie used to make this ice cream in this wood churner and I'm like why do I keep dreaming about grandma Hattie and this ice cream and so um, my cousin posted some family pictures on Facebook and his little girl had these two puff balls like little afro puffs yeah and i said wait a minute i said that's the character (laughs) and so i used grandma hattie and my cousin's daughter to teach children how to count using scoops of ice cream so they learn numbers and colors using scoops of ice cream and then in the back of that book it's the ice cream recipe that you could actually do together yes and then a couple months later i made that a coloring book as well. So Grandma Hattie's Ice Cream comes as a regular book and as a coloring book. And then I'll circle back around to do my next Zakari book. And so um, I always tell the children that Zakari is like the new Curious George. (laughs) So he just is going to do everything, like, to the point where people are calling me like, hey, I work at a water plant. Can he be at the water plant? So people are like, (laughs) they have all these different ideas of what they want Zakari to do. And so I wanted to... um, partner with a, a good friend of mine, Sergeant Leon. She used to work for Cleveland Police. Mm-hmm. And I thought that it would be great to not only put a woman police officer, but a woman of color. Because yes. all of my characters in my books are people of color. They're all real life people. And so um, she was like, yeah, let's do it. And so the idea was Zakari gets lost and he runs into this police officer. What do you do? And so at the end of the book, Sergeant Leon actually put safety tips in the book. So not only will they get to see what he does while he's lost, at the end they'll learn what they should do if they get lost or if they run into a stranger. And so that's the um, second Zakari book. Well, I read all three of those books yesterday morning. And I think that they're fantastic. Thank you. I really enjoyed them and all the information at the end. And, and, of, and, and, and I'll tell you a little secret. You've inspired me. Actually, I wrote a series of children's books, but, you know, kind of life gets <laughs> life gets in <laughs> right. the way. And I, I, I wrote a, a, a series of children's books. And so I was telling my daughter yesterday, I said, OK, I'm getting right. I'm getting back on it. Because, <laughs> <Okay. laughs> like, I, I've, I've, I've written several little children's books. And so I had to put them aside, you know, to take care of my mom and raise my daughter. But mm-hmm. Now I'm going to jump right back on it. So thank you for inspiring me. I I, I love it. (laughs) I've been telling people, I mean, last year I lost five people really close to me. And for me, the books, I feel like they saved my life. Like it gave me an outlet. It gave me an opportunity to be able to express my creativity and kind of get some of that out. And then it also opened other doors. I actually did a cover story on Sharon Draper last year. Oh, wow. And that, to me, I was, that was massive. I'm that, like, oh my goodness, yeah. it's Sharon Draper. Yeah, because a friend of mine is retired from the Cleveland Public School System and actually, he brought he brought her to Cleveland a couple of times. Mm, she's such yeah. a nice person. Yeah. She, she, I was like, when I got finished, I said, could you tell this was my first article? She said, no, you did amazing. And I, I was just like, wow, like for me, that was massive. <laughs> I'm like, this is Sharon Draper. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. <laughs> So I'm gathering there are definitely going to be more adventures for Zakari. Yes, Zakari <laughs> already has a couple more books that are ready to roll. I just got to put them out. But I'm, I'm kind of like trying to alternate. So I'm doing a, a teach book or a, a learning book and then a Zakari book. So I'll go back and forth. So the next book I'm really excited about. Well, that's awesome. Well, I look forward to seeing it and reading it as well. Now, what advice do you have for those who are interested in writing a children's book? What would you like to share? I would say write what you love, write what you know. Yes. It, it'll come natural. Um, I've had people suggest topics for me to write about, but I have to, you write what you know. That's true. You got to write what you feel. Yeah, you write what you know. And 
I dream my stories. Yeah. So I always say keep a notebook close to your bed. True. So true. Keep a notebook or, you know, even with, with technology now, you could just, you know, voice record yeah. with your phone. But when those ideas come or if something keeps sticking, I always tell people if, if it keep you up at night, you need to just do it. Yeah, that's very true. Why did you choose the motto, it's more than a business, it's a movement? I chose that because when I was doing this work, it was never about the business for me. It was never about the accolades. It was never about the stories, the articles. It was never about any of that. It was about empowering families. That's the movement. Yeah. So that is, that is so much bigger. You know, I, I appreciate all the accolades or what have you, but for me, it's about empowering families. Yes. And you've gotten quite a few accolades in the three years. Like I said, your your program has just exploded in three years. Yes, it's, it's, it's definitely taken on a life of its own. Um, <laughs> this past year, I actually did the keynote for a Tri-C scholarship luncheon. So I'm just like, wow, thank you. I'm like, this just, you know, I'm just a little girl from Huff. This is, hey, that's, <laughs> you know, but hey. You know, you, 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 you saw a need for something, you know, you're passionate about it and you're following it, you know, and, and, you know, when people see that I've always, I've always known this, you know, my parents were always involved in the community and I've done a lot of stuff. And when people see that you're genuine and sincere, they have absolutely no problem jumping on board and assisting. Yeah. That, that's really a, I, I met with someone the other day and she said that there was one word um, that would describe you. And for me, it's all about integrity. Yes. And and I maintain that. I stick to, you know, what my foundation is. I got in this for, for the people, not for friends. There you go. And, you know, whatever I have to do, we just went up to my son's old school and so I got to see some of the stuff that I had put into the works. You know, they didn't have speed signs. There were no lights in the back parking lot. And I fought and I advocated. Yes. And so we pulled up. I said, oh, there go my speed sign. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You're absolutely <laughs> correct. Integrity is very important. Now, your son is now the CEO and youth liaison for your organization. Um, how does that make you feel? And could you share the educational opportunity you secured for your son? And please, uh, Trevon, you hop in this uh, conversation right here as well. So we um, we found out about a grant. He wanted to go into environmental science. And so we found out about this, what was called the 1890 grant. Nobody from Ohio had ever secured this opportunity. I'm not even sure. I don't even remember how we found out about it. But <laughs> <laughs> we went through a very lengthy process. Oh, one of your teachers. Okay. So one of his, uh, we, we went through a very lengthy process and I have to say the guidance counselor at School of Science and Medicine, um, Cynthia Dalvarin is a godsend. So I'm, okay. I, I have to put that out there right now. There you go. When you talk about somebody that loved these babies, Cynthia Dalvarin is that person. And so she did everything she could to help me. We were able to secure it. And Trayvon was the first wow. um, person from Ohio to ever win the 1890 oh, grant. Awesome. Which was a full scholarship um, to study in agricultural studies. Wow, Trevon, well, t talk about it. Tell us, tell us about that. Um, so. And congratulations, sir. Thank you. You're quite welcome. The scholarship entitled "I Will Have a Job as Soon as I Graduated," a pay internship over the summer, and of course, um, a full ride, uh, room and board. Everything would be paid for at West Virginia State University. That's awesome. Now, have you started as of yet? Um, yeah. Okay. So, would you did you did you do your intern already? Internship is already. Um, no. Okay. All right. Do you know what it's going to be yet? Um, no, not really. Okay. So, have you do you have an idea of what as you matriculate through school, do you have an idea what it is that you want to do? Cuz I <laughs> when I read the information that you're going to also be working within the USDA field. Yeah, so it was some paperwork that went along with that. I had to um, go through a background check and all of that. So I would be employed by the USDA. So that would be the job I would get once That's, I graduate. That is awesome. Congratulations. Thank and you. congratulations, Mom. Good work. <laughs> and the teacher, too. That's awesome. You got it. It takes a team. 
Definitely, definitely really need does. the whole whole team. <laughs> it takes a that, team. That's the whole purpose of me starting this work. You have to include everybody. And and Trevon, how does it feel now to be working with your mom as a CEO and youth liaison? Um. To be honest, it's been a, 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 a bumpy path, a bumpy road. Because when we first started, you know, I was in high school, so I didn't want to go do workshops every day after school for hours and all of that. But now that I'm older and I yeah. actually have more responsibility within yeah. the organization, I yeah. love it. Yeah, and you and you see the benefits of it. Yeah. Yeah, and you are a recipient of your mom's hard work. Yeah. You know. <laughs> so, what are the plans? What are the future plans for your organization? So our our goal is to not only continue to run our community-based mentoring program, we want to have our life skill programs in most in the high schools. So right now we're at Invictus, we're on all three campuses, and so Every week we work with those youth, and this is our second year doing it, and so it's continuing to grow. So I think it's a great resource, and I I think I want us in all of the high schools. And for our boys program, I want that in all of the middle schools because what we saw last year in the school district we went into, attendance increased and the fights decreased. That's awesome. We were able to build a brotherhood amongst those young men. And so I think, you know, that creates change and it improves the environment not only for the boys but for the girls because if the boys are getting along you know it it makes it more of a family environment so our goal is to have this program in all of the the mentoring program in the middle schools and the life skills programs inside of our high schools and then we also will be continuing to grow our annual event and take that to other states i think that's awesome that's fantastic now i see you have a few hobbies (laughs) <laughs> what is your favorite sporting event? What is your best long-distance relaxation ride? And what is your favorite dish to prepare? So my favorite, I love basketball. When you talk <laughs> professional sports, I love basketball. Yeah. But if we talk at high school sports, I love volleyball. Okay, love, my love, daughter my... played volleyball. Yeah. My daughter played volleyball at East Tech. My daughter played for East Tech. Yeah, okay, well, there yeah. you go. <laughs> my, daughter, my daughter played for Tech, and okay. then my son played basketball for John Hay. So okay. I, I like high school sports. I miss it. I don't have any babies in there anymore. <laughs> but I love that. Um, Long-distance rides, I, I just like to ride. I yeah. love, you know, I like to put the top down and let my hair blow. It's, it's relaxing. It's peaceful. Cut the music on yeah. and just kind of have some me time. It's yeah. like one of my relaxing things and my favorite thing to cook i like that thanksgiving meal the old school turkey dressing greens (laughs) mac and cheese my mac and cheese is really good (laughs) (laughs) my daughter makes a pretty mean mac and cheese too (laughs) yeah so that that's like my favorite meal but my son's been cooking a lot lately so he he's becoming quite the chef share share with us Mm -hmm. share with us she says cooking a lot she means all the cooking Um, yeah, so I used to, I used to do a little cooking, like just fried chicken. And my mom's like, you got the best fried chicken. Okay. But I've lately, I've been trying to expand my horizon. So mm-hmm. I made, I make like stuffed peppers, okay. um, stuffed shells. Um, tonight I'm making a pasta. Okay. He made Mexican cornbread and peach cobbler yesterday. Okay, now. <laughs> yeah. Stop the madness. And he got this shrimp meal, this shrimp dish. Lord have mercy. Yeah, I love to cook too. It's very relaxing. <laughs> yeah. It's very relaxing. Now, how can people contact you for program and enrollment information, volunteer, mentor, donate, Purchase your books or book you for speaking engagements. Okay. so That's a lot. <laughs> first, I'll start with uh, we're having our first um, fundraiser this year. So September 10th, we're having our first fundraiser at Top Golf, And those tickets can be purchased on our website, okay. 1000ties.net. Okay. And then uh, we're also preparing for our annual event in February. So we are looking for vendors, sponsors, and um, it's open to all youth and Cuyahoga County. So no matter what school district you attend, you can attend the event at Warrensville High School. That's awesome. Um, We're always collecting ties. The tie boxes, donation boxes will be going out October 1st. And so you can find out on our website the different locations where you can drop the ties off. Mm -hmm. We're always accepting monetary donations, Mm -hmm. 1000ties.net. To book programming, you could send an email to 1000ties216 at gmail. 
And then to purchase my books, you can actually get those on my website, JawanSmith.com, or you can get them on Amazon, Walmart, Target, or Barnes & Noble. But to get an autographed copy, you have to get it off my website, (laughs) JawanSmith.com. And I highly suggest that (laughs) because that's what I did, and I've got my autograph copies. Yeah, so that's where you get the autograph copy. Um, For um, us to come out to set up vendor events, because we do have a hygiene kit initiative, you can send us an email, and uh, we can check our schedule for availability. So our hygiene kits, we've been doing that since the pandemic. Okay. And um, we do anywhere in Northeast Ohio, so we don't go outside of this area with that. But they can send an email about that. And also, you can book me for any keynotes, and you can um, do that on my website, JawanSmith.com. And for the schools, if you want to bring want to bring our programming in, either the Getting Our Babies to College 101, you can see the listing of our curriculum on our website, GOBTC101.com. Or for 1,000 ties, you could just send us an email. Awesome. That is awesome. Well, this has been a wonderful conversation. I would like to thank my guests, Ms. Jawan Smith and her son, uh, Trayvon, for stopping by today. I've really enjoyed our conversation. Thank you. Thanks so much for having us. <laughs> You're quite welcome. I would like to leave our audience with a quote from my guest today. And I surprise you I've included, uh, included a quote from your son as well because it's, it's a wonderful compliment and speaks to why you do what you do. Your quote, Ms. Smith. I want to bring successful African-American men who look like them, men they can connect with, see their future selves, and build long-lasting confidence, even mentorship opportunities. This is your son's quote. Every young man needs to be able to see a positive role model so they can see that if they work hard enough and keep going, anything is possible. Being a mentor has also been great for me to be able to give back as my mentor, Dr. Moss, did for me. I would like to thank our audience for coming by today. We appreciate your support. Please join us again as we continue our conversations with Clevelanders who are making positive contributions to their neighborhoods in our city. Visit Neighborhood Connections website to see all of our community engagement activities and opportunities. If you have a great idea and you want to do something positive for your community, Contact Neighborhood Connections at 216-361-0042 or send us an email at www.neighborhoodgrants.org and like us on Facebook. Stay informed, stay involved, stay connected. I'm Carol Malone, your host. Thank you for joining me today on Neighbor Up Spotlight. Neighbor Up Spotlight is sponsored by Neighborhood Connections, the Equity in the Arts Fund, in association with Bad Record Recording Studios. Executive producer, creator, writer, host, Carol Malone. Co-producer, Lila Mills. Engineer, James Kananen. Photography, social media, Vince Robinson. Graphic artist, Kadrian Hinton. We're just a homemade, handmade podcast from scratch. Please share our positive stories with your neighbors, friends, family, and on your social media. Thank you for listening, and neighbor up.